0: This week's episode of the Sports Lords is brought to you by the Committee to Free Ghislaine Maxwell and exonerate her of all charges. We believe Ghislaine is innocent, and we will not
1: rest until she her name is cleared. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, good. Sounds good.
0: Okay, now it's time for the
1: Sports Lords.
0: <laughs> she did nothing wrong.
2: Kind of like herb was either talking to himself or talking to the copy or <laughs> yeah someone i don't know <laughs> yeah I, I can't see his booth like he's keeps his booth hidden from he's us.
0: he's yeah. having a little omicron related mental breakdown
1: as yeah we all are well he's a big video off guy mm-hmm. he, he, you know he's kind of he's used to being an audio only type so he sticks with that
2: yeah um he's like i read it better or yeah. whatever you know that's a bad Im- yeah. i can't do an impression of them i don't know
0: yeah but uh Ghislaine, we're on as of recording i think they just wrapped up day two of the uh trial
1: so we'll see where that goes yeah i'm sure justice will be served
2: i'm sure absolutely she w- i'm sure she won't hang herself uh, yeah. anytime soon,
1: <laughs> under, under mysterious circumstances, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The her guards won't, you know, have a big turkey and red wine dinner and fall mm-hmm. asleep, and, <laughs> and then she'd wake up and she's dead. That ain't gonna happen,
2: no. But, um, speaking of turkey, happy belated Thanksgiving, serfs. Uh, we obviously didn't put out an episode last week. We were either, you know, we all had stuff going on for the busy holiday week. So, you know, we're back now. We're you back.
1: Can, you can quit your wine and we're back. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, belated Thanksgiving. Everyone.
2: Yeah. Ho- hopefully everyone had a good, a good time on Turkey Day.
0: Did you guys make any dishes to contribute to your respective Thanksgiving dinners?
2: I made almost all of them. Wow. Oh, shit. Nice. Well, it was just me and my wife. So. Yeah. Okay. Eh, so. um <laughs> no, I I was a
1: guest at my in laws house. Um, I did help Kelly, my wife, uh, make stuffing. Nice. And and by help, I toasted the bread mm-hmm. for the stuffing. So. That's
2: important. That's important. Hey, hey you, you gotta do that. That's an important step. You can't ignore that. Exactly.
1: So, I technically contributed.
0: Yeah, I made the green bean casserole. Nice. Nice. It's classic. my favorite favorite side dish. That's contra- maybe not my favorite, but one of my favorites. And folks, it's incredibly easy to make.
1: Yeah. It's just like green beans and like, like cream of, or mushroom. like French cream of mushroom. Yeah.
0: And yeah. Frizzled then, onions. Yeah. You got to get the, 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 the crispy, crispy onions. Yeah. Mix sure.
1: those in, a little
0: Worcestershire sauce, top it off with more crispy onions and bake
1: away and have fun nice yeah having fun is the most important ingredient
2: everyone knows about thanksgiving it's all about having yeah. fun
0: <laughs> and um my my nephew or not nephew but my cousin's kid so my uh super nephew that's what that's called uh-huh. for sure. <laughs> he was um he went ahead and refused to put on clothes he pitched quite a quite a fit so mm-hmm. you know there's just a naked boy well he's like the he's
2: 19 years old right
0: he's actually <laughs> he was 19 he's he's 32 now
2: oh, i got it okay well
1: wow. well good for him man you know you got to stand up for what you believe in i don't have that type of courage so no
2: no i either yeah. That sounds great. Sounds like a fun Thanksgiving. I got my booster shot yesterday. How you feeling? Nice. Great. But to be clear, my booster shot of ivermectin. Um, okay. And okay. It's, the, it, it's not related. The good stuff. And it's not related to COVID. It's because I fucked a horse and now I have horse worms.
1: <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. That ivermectin will clear that up in no time. You can go right back to horse fucking. Yeah, I'm feeling great. I mean, I didn't yeah. mean to, but, you know. Hey
0: things it happen it happens it happens when, when you're service. around sexy livestock you know i mean i didn't yeah. even get to
2: see it it was it was a snowstorm here in buffalo i got stuck i went to a old farmer you know and he let me spend the night in the barn and he said don't put your weenus in any of these holes sure and uh when he told me not to do that um i, I did and yeah. it. it was a horse and uh there we go
1: hey well, you know, you can check that off the old bucket list at least. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. good. So yeah. yeah,
2: I'm feeling all right. Feeling okay. My nice. my,
0: my booster kind of fucked me up. Not too bad, but felt a little wonky for a couple days. Mm. But now I'm good. And well, that maybe, was, maybe was, this booster is effective against this new variant that's going around. Maybe it's not. And we'll just hey, have
1: to see. We're going to find out. We're definitely going to find out um yeah i still don't have my booster um but i'm gonna i'm gonna do that get my dna altered get my microchip um you know all the stuff that is real
2: oh yeah yeah i want to give away my freedom is what it is you know what i mean yeah yeah. i'm a sheep i want to be a sheep
1: Yep, yeah yeah that's my main reason
2: and also just because like i want to do everything aaron Rodgers doesn't um so yeah
1: Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers,
0: freaking QB of the Packers. Oh, do we have a guest joining us? Yeah, dropping in. Oh. Oh. We were going to get to this, but
2: we got into horse fucking because of me, so sorry.
0: Hey. Well, let's jump over to the hottest news in all of sports, the news that rocked college football less than 24 hours ago. Well, we'll let him join up. Is he in yet? His square's here, but it's blank. Yeah. Does that mean he's? uh, I don't know. There we go. 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 So we got friend of the pod, LSU alum, former LSU Tiger practice squad team member for approximately seventy-two hours. We got Luke Mayu here, and if you guys didn't hear, if you don't, if you don't know. Uh, kind of shocking news came out that head coach of Notre Dame Fighting Irish football team, Brian Kelly, abruptly is leaving the Irish to go coach LSU for 10-year, $95 million contract, I believe. That's a hefty payday right there. Yeah. That's a lot that's a lot to pay that man
2: and as we know like especially in the college football game um those 10 years will be seen out all the way through
1: absolutely he's there for the long haul like every college football coach mhm yeah
2: it's a tradition that you like you sign a contract and you stick around from beginning to end it's- yeah and no one interferes it's uh, a loyal
1: profession for so sure
2: he, he will be there the full 10 years and uh, i think we got him on board now luke welcome to the show welcome back it's been a while man happy belated thanksgiving
3: yeah i think uh i think my first ever appearance on the lords was a post thanksgiving oh wow club. and i was uh stirring up some gumbo at the time and i'm doing that now got some leftover turkey bones in there kind of simmering nice. um yeah, but I'm as stunned as you guys, and uh, it's it's clearly a dirty business, and I feel really dirty and upset and unhappy about how it all went down, and I think uh, both parties are, or all three parties probably are coming out of this a little unclean. Um, it makes him look bad. It makes his players feel bad, and – yeah wow. and then, i'm like what, what am i supposed to do with this information because right so so
0: as i mean you're a bigger lsu fan than i am a notre dame fan but as a casual notre dame fan i'm just like um pretty shocked by it because you know brian kelly kind of turned the program around he's the winningest coach in notre dame history he's been there for 10 years or more uh And they were in the middle of a really good season, you know, they had a bad loss early, but they're basically like in the hunt for the college football playoff. And then it's just like, boom, he's gone. And he's like bailing right in the middle of the season in like a crucial time. So I think everyone's, I think from what I've gathered from Notre Dame fans, it's like shock. And then like, well, fuck that guy. What the fuck? Um, so where are you coming at it from an LSU fan perspective? What's your take?
3: Yeah, I always viewed Brian Kelly as kind of the quintessential Notre Dame coach. He's a very good coach, but he's like the perfect coach for that identity and that role. And, you know, the irony is we had the same version of that with Coach O. And, you know, a year ago, I never would have thought, that he would not be the coach at LSU and Brian Kelly would be unhappy somehow because he had like the highest post, the most coveted job among like Midwestern prestigious, like let's face it, Catholic people. He was like the highest post in the Catholic church outside of the Pope. He's like one, one notch (laughs) below the Pope. And, you know, it's like, he just turned that down to go like ride jet skis on the bayou. Like, (sighs) It's like yeah. a whole, like, midlife crisis almost snapped in him. Um, and I don't know. It's just so bizarre because I thought he was happy in Notre Dame. Uh, but from what it sounds like, the moment he wasn't happy, we were kind of sitting there with, like, a ton of money that we had to spend because we had already promised, you know, a big fish was coming. Like, we had already painted ourselves into a corner. We had to get someone on that level. And he happened to be like outside of the wedding, smoking a cigarette, right? When <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, hey, you want to party? And he's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm, you know, I'm having a midlife crisis here. I'll take your hundred million dollars to go like, just try something new. You know, I, I don't know what he was unhappy about. Um, shocking though, that, that he ended up walking away from like his dream job you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause he'd worked his way up from Grand Valley state to Cincinnati, then to Notre Dame. And like you said, for like a Catholic football college football enthusiast, especially of the Irish persuasion, it's like ingrained in you that the ultimate is to be at Notre Dame. So it sort of felt like, well, there's nowhere to go from there. I I kind of figured he'd be there until he just retired or maybe tried to do pro football. So this feels like a weird lateral move. I'm sure it's a lot more money. I don't know what his contract at Notre Dame was, but.
2: And he kind of brought the Irish back, quote unquote, you know, he got them back into the national title games, a couple, you know, and like the playoff and made them relevant after like many years of just kind of middling and not really getting, you know, just being okay.
1: Yeah, well, I wonder, you know, I wonder for him if he's felt like he he'd hit a ceiling at Notre Dame, you know, because like they've made it, they made it to the national championship. Uh, I don't know, was that like 20, 2012. 2012 or something? Yeah, and they made it to the um, the playoff a couple times and have basically gotten smoked every time they've made it. Um, And so maybe he's like, it's going to be a lot easier to recruit at LSU than it is at Notre Dame because it's warmer and the classes aren't as hard. No offense to LSU, but Notre Dame is like an academic school, you know? So it was like, and I, I think, yeah, it probably was just like, fuck it, man. Yeah, they're going to pay me a fuckload of money. Let's give it a shot. Yeah,
2: according according to just a quick Google, it says uh, his Notre Dame salary is uh unknown since the right. private cuz it's a
0: private institution. It's a private
2: institution, but it's believed to be more than 5 million a year, which I, you know, I think yeah. they essentially doubled his Doubled contracts. it, yeah. Yeah. And
3: and not only that, I I feel like what Jimmy alluded to, like it's weird he's on the Kind of edge of the playoffs now, but he seems to realize like he doesn't. You have to win. Not only do you have to beat like an Ohio State, a Bama, a top three recruiter once. That's just to get to the next game now, and you have to do that twice. And he's not even been able to get past the first hurdle because the class of talent and the the consolidation now of talent, like the top of the sport, is so good. He's like, I don't know if I have maybe he just realized he'll never, or he, he didn't, you know, believe he could ever win the big one at Notre Dame. And if, if that's how he felt and he, he feels that's important to his legacy. I mean, but, but yeah.
2: But now he, instead of playing air force and you know, the academies, yeah. you got to right. play Old Miss and Bama and yeah, you know, the SEC and the OU and Texas are coming. And so it's just, Yeah,
0: exactly. It's like the the benefits are he's more likely to recruit like you like you were saying, Luke, like elite talent because they're in the southeast for the most part. So convincing them to come play in Louisiana is a lot easier than, hey, come to snowbound South Bend, Indiana, basically Michigan and uh, freeze your ass off and then also have to take incredibly hard classes like I feel confident saying I probably wouldn't be able to get through a Notre Dame football players class load. It would be a challenge. Yeah. It's a different,
3: uh, yeah, yeah, it's a different challenge completely. Um, It's obviously a much easier in in some ways it's much easier, but, you're cleaning up a six and six team that has a lot of problems that you're now inheriting. Um, obviously good foundation, if you can get the train back on schedule, but, uh, LSU has been a real chaotic job with a lot of headaches. I mean, coach O didn't really care because he's uniquely equipped to operate in chaos. (laughs) And I, and I, I think honestly, he thought the trade-off was worth it because he's probably, uh, you know, coaches are arrogant and they think they can fix anything. And he's saying, well, if they could win there, obviously I could win a title there. Cause like no offense to our previous two coaches, but they're not regaled as brainiacs or like super cerebral tacticians, Mm. just kind of cartoon character guys who like got, got the boys riled up. And uh, he's like, well, I'm smart. I can apply, you know, some more. Next level tactical stuff, and uh, see if I can unlock some hidden potential there. Because that's what yeah, co- you no know, coaches like that think they can scheme their way into the answer.
1: Yeah, when and that's what's interesting too is like because to me the the m- most surprising part is just like the cultural difference
2: mm-hmm.
1: f- between because you go from Coacho who's like the embodiment of like Cajun. Louisiana basically like LSU football in a human in human form like in one guy Mm -hmm. to this guy who's like stereotypically like midwestern (laughs) yeah he's a football cop yeah he's like totally different personality so it's like how does this guy fit into like rabid LSU SEC football culture and like it's going to be really interesting to see how it goes because he's
0: well, I should. I think he's actually from Massachusetts, but way closer fit. Like everyone at Notre Dame, like that whole culture, it's mostly like Northeastern and Midwestern kids, mm-hmm. and Catholic kids, and like the fan base is, you know, way, there's a lot of Brian Kelly's in <laughs> the Notre Dame fan base and culture. And, you know, whereas LSU, yeah, I do think culturally he's, he's not a fit for any sec school he'd be like yeah yeah fit anywhere um yeah like him him interacting with ed orgeron or kirby smart or nick saban any of them you know he'd be if they were all eating in a cafeteria they wouldn't want
2: him sitting at their table because he's he's a big 10 specific coach because even even in the Pac 12 like it doesn't make sense you know what i mean or anything like that yeah Yeah.
0: he's made his career in the midwest and it's like a good fit for him it's a confusing deal it is it is and i think well the the and the fucking the thing that set it off is i thought coach O, when he won that national championship i thought well this guy's got a job for maybe for life and i i just can't believe how fast he he kind of screwed that up and i know we talked about it but like man he must have been really going off uh down in baton rouge to lose that job
3: yeah i mean the rise and fall of coach O is kind of one of those great classic american tales i think And we've, you know, we've already gone through it all, but him riding, literally riding off to the sunset, telling the reporters, like, thank you, uh, I'll be at the beach if y'all need me, if you want to find me, I'll be on, uh, on Destin Beach with my, with my new, like, young lady and walked out with her on his arm. And it was like, that's exactly what, like, you know, the oil field guy down and like... (laughs) South Southeastern Louisiana would do if he won the lottery. Like he's doing the thing. He's like, you know,
1: yeah, I'm he's, a
3: divorced oil guy who won the lottery. Like, what else am I gonna do?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. He's like, I still won. I don't care. I'm I'm not gonna be the head coach at LSU anymore, but I've got millions. I won a national championship. Like, I'll be a king in Louisiana forever. He could
3: probably run for governor like tomorrow and win. <laughs> yeah. Um like they didn't want him as head coach anymore, but that doesn't mean we don't like the guy. Uh, yeah. It's just, he had kind of, I don't know. He, he had stopped like really giving a shit, I guess, which like, Hey, you know, you, you rode, it, you got to the mountaintop. Like you did the thing. Like no one could take that from you. Uh, so I'll always be appreciative of that. But I thought that's what like, you know, it'd be, it would have been if Brian Kelly ever did it at Notre Dame. It would probably mean a lot more to him than it will as a mercenary for, you know, right. And that, an thats SC what's cr-
0: that's what's crazy. To, if this had happened in January or February, it'd be it'd be surprising, but not shocking. But the fact that this happened when Notre Dame still like has a pretty decent chance to get into the college football playoff.
2: Yeah, Ohio State just lost over the weekend. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So it's right there for the taking. It's there. This this guy just – like, I don't understand why they couldn't just figure out a way to make this deal not happen. Like, hey, wait – like, I'm giving you a commitment, but let's not go public until after the season. That's what's shocking about it. So now Notre Dame has some interim coach, and it seems like there's some bad blood because – I mean, it was pretty subtle, but I saw that the athletic director at Notre Dame basically said, like, I'm not surprised by this. Um, It seemed like Coach Kelly was ready for a new challenge. So it sounds like he's been restless there for a little while. Um, But, yeah, it's still fucking crazy.
3: Yeah, the idea, I think, originally was he wanted USC – And USC wanted him was the suspicion. And then all the rumors with Lincoln Riley were about LSU. And somehow the whole time, like USC was after Riley. And then we were kind of like the odd man out on that. And Kelly's like, well, I still want to get out of here. So like, let's go. So it just seems like a weird arranged forced marriage of convenience. Mm. Ten yeah. years supposedly on paper, but uh, I don't know. I'm expecting like a four to five year experiment here. And uh, I personally have never been a huge fan of Brian Kelly as a guy. He's kind of a prickly yeah. guy. And, you know, he's, he's well, he's covered he's, up he's, some bad shit as well at Notre Dame. Yeah, he
0: uh, day, you know. I mean, the most damning thing, of course, is he got a student killed trying to film a practice. It happens. It happens, man. It happens. Um, So we might want to. He might want to be reminded of the potential hurricanes um, in southern Louisiana, and just be mindful of gale force winds during practice, and not getting children up on uh, towers to film things.
3: But
2: and he's got to watch out for those gate, those swampy gators.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of potential you know, potential workplace safety violations that could go down in Louisiana. Um, and also he, uh, yeah, like he, he also has
0: said some really weird stuff pre- and post-game press conferences. He's not particularly adept at maneuvering that whole side of things, but a lot's forgiven.
3: He, uh, yeah, he's just one of those coaches who – Likes to blame the players when things don't go well. He's just kind of – he's never satisfied. He's an old-school hard-ass. I get that. Some players like that and respond to that. I mean, his actual players, I listened. They do a podcast, Mm -hmm. and it was pretty cool. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, hopefully future Falcon first-round pick. Awesome safety. Uh, Him and his three teammates, they were, like, pretty complimentary of him and didn't seem that upset with him they're just like kind of bummed out at the shitty system that forces the timeline. Like, like recruiting is more important than the college playoff. If we're being honest, because like Mm. signing day means you get to sell it to your fans that next year is going to be better than this year. And unless you're one of the four teams, no one else gives a shit about the playoffs. So it's like, but anyway, we've talked a lot about teams, not in the playoffs, Jimmy's team has actually got some big, uh, big games coming up still, so he's probably, yeah should be the spotlight here going into this yeah. championship week. But uh,
2: yeah, the coaches have taken it all.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it is crazy. Um, like between Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly, it's 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 just two of the biggest names moving uh, between. Some of the biggest programs, although USC has been down for a while, it seems like. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, as far as Georgia goes, they got to get the monkey off their back this weekend. Um, a lot of pressure, they're favored, so it's like, this is it, man, you gotta step up. Um, this is a chance, but it's just, yeah, I almost forgot that
3: like two heavyweight titans are about to have another epic. Like, this is a huge fucking game, and, like, everyone's just kind of, like, gossiping on Twitter, like, you know. Yeah. Will, will this coach join Lincoln, and, you know, like, will he steal his D.C.? Will this guy come with Kelly?
2: Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And it's we the SEC championship out. coming off the heels of an insane Iron Bowl on top of it all. I mean, that Butter game – yeah, almost. Wild didn't make it but found a way in. And so it's like, yeah, the game, the SEC championship should be everything. But
1: yeah. Well, um, I mean, yeah. Honestly, between the SEC coaching or just the college football coaching carousel and to sort of jump topics for a second, the MLB free agent frenzy. There's so much other shit going on. Just the last like 24 mm-hmm. to 48 hours have been fucking nuts yeah um especially with the in the mlb
2: free agent world um and i feel like it's gonna get crazier because my prediction is that urban meyer is gonna get sick <laughs> all of a sudden yeah. again <laughs> yeah. and somehow end up on a plane to south bend or yeah. or uh, norman you know
3: yeah it's a tough scene um uh, but it's been so crazy that like you almost you lose sight of the fact that like Max Scherzer signed with the Mets like 12 hours ago and yeah. i forgot that that even happened
2: yeah yeah
3: and when i woke up the, at that morning i thought that was like the biggest story of the day for sure and then like you know 5 or 6 p.m. all this crazy shit goes down but
2: and even in college football it's like you know you got like we we're saying Georgia this is it you know this is a huge this is it and then on top of it all Cincinnati might make the playoff, you know, we might finally get that breakthrough team and that should be maybe talked about a little But Nope. No, 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 no.
3: Yeah. Like, it's so wide open and you could definitely see one or two teams losing on Saturday. That would have let Notre Dame in to a wide open, like,
1: uh, yeah, I this mean, that's, chance, it's, it's going to be so weird if Notre Dame is in the playoff with an interim head coach. <laughs> like, how the fuck? That's going to be yeah. so strange.
2: Yeah. Me, also, me, also, uh, Michigan finally beat Ohio State and that got thrown. You know, that's normally would have led everything that, that got thrown out as well.
1: Yeah.
3: One of the craziest. Game like the the content we got on Saturday was so wild, but then Sunday through Monday, the news mm-hmm. cycle was just so insane. You forgot, like the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State yeah. game, one of the yeah. craziest games of the season. And those were essentially playoff games. Uh, but I think Georgia honestly is going to be all right, man. Ohio State getting bumped is huge, Michigan getting them out because they looked really good coming in, and then, uh, yeah. No, Michigan, good for them. Finally breaking through. Seeing everyone like rush Dude, yeah. to the field. I was uh,
0: working at my bar and it was pretty full of Michigan fans when that happened. And they were going ape shit. Uh, yeah. So it was exciting for them. I'm not a Michigan fan, but always it's, cool to see that. Cause
2: it's nice to break up the playoff, you know, get some new teams in there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's sort of... I mean, I don't as a as a Georgia fan, Jimmy. How are you feeling about the next couple of weeks? It seems like Georgia's uh, the the favorite right now.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I you know, I, I'm uh, I'm of two minds. I you know, I've been skeptical of the Stetson Bennett, or at least in the first half of the season, I was like, why are we sticking with this this little tiny little former walk on guy? he's got a great story he's a Rudy type character but like you have somebody uh on your bench who who you know at least coming out of high school and he you know JT Daniels was like a he started at USC as a freshman so like he has more of a um a typical like college or or just quarterback physique and background um but then, I don't know, I think about, like, the Bama teams that have won with, like, Greg McElroy and A.J. McCarran. And, like, you don't necessarily need a Trevor Lawrence or a Joe Burrow or, you know, Deshaun Watson to win a national championship if your defense yeah. is really, really good. Um, so, I don't know, man. I've, I'm nervous, you know, because it's like – um. No, they haven't played anybody as good as Bama all season. So this is like this is a huge, huge step up in competition. Obviously, Bama is not um is not what they've been in years past. They almost blew it against Auburn. They lost to AM. One um, score
3: one score game versus LSU when LSU yeah. was real depleted. One score game against the bad Florida team, as it turns out. Arkansas hung with them, and Georgia blew Arkansas off the field earlier. All yeah. the data suggests Georgia's historically good, and one of those teams who can ride the defense all the way. We haven't had one of those in like six years, though, maybe longer.
1: Yeah, it seems
3: like the QB, like the blueprint has been just pass the ball all over the field, and. Try yeah, not to it, give up 30 points. Try to hold right. like 28 instead. And Georgia's holding teams like eight a game. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. So it's just I, you know, I don't know. But like with the the um, there's a lot of psychological baggage, obviously, for Georgia fans when it comes to ban. I mean, just in general, but especially when it comes to Bama, um, for obvious reasons. So, you know, you can never feel good. Um, I guess I mean. I feel okay, but you know, I won't feel good until I like I feel like this game against the SEC championship is like almost bigger than any of the, the like two potential playoff games they might play, you know? Just cuz like you got to get past Bama like psychologically.
2: I will say Jimmy, Braves won the World Series, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Hey hey yeah exactly
0: i I got the sweatshirt so right here so you know yeah
2: you never know it it could be the year you know it's maybe
1: (laughs) 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 four uh, four weeks ago today actually that's right oh yeah hell yeah yeah
2: Yeah, Yeah, maybe that wave the breaking of that curse a little bit you can ride it yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah, exactly
3: Uh, but uh same deal with you know You kind of – you have to beat the boss level Mm -hmm. first. And for the Braves, that was the Dodgers. And obviously, for like like the SEC in general, Bama is that boss level. Mm
1: -hmm. And then after
3: that, it's like, okay, I can – you know, I beat the game. I'm just trying to collect all the like bonus (laughs) –
1: Core. yeah
2: <laughs> you want to get that yeah. perfect com- 100%, completion 100 yeah. yeah. percent. yeah
1: yeah now you just got to knock out the side missions yeah, yeah because yeah.
0: if if georgia wins this weekend are there any other sec teams that will even have a chance to be in the playoff um it'd just be like georgia. i don't
2: think
0: so it likely yeah, would be out with georgia
2: maybe mission. cincinnati you know they're like right there
3: yeah, Cincinnati uh, should be in, and then uh, is
2: it Oklahoma State or Bay- and Baylor in the Big Twelve?
3: Seems like if Oklahoma State wins, they're yeah. tentatively in, and then Cincinnati should be in, and Michigan would yeah. be in. So Georgia would probably face who's ever fourth out of those teams. Yeah, uh, and Bama would be out for sure. So that'd be huge, just clearing that hurdle. Not having to face them again, which would suck. Yeah. So um, it's a good spot to be in though, man. I think you're uh you're in decent shape. You just gotta just gotta keep, you know, just gotta keep the pedal down.
2: And the game's yeah. in Atlanta, right? Again, Mercedes, yeah. so you know, you the the dog faithful will be there in numbers, I imagine.
1: Yo, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild down there at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, too, like that Cincinnati—they're um, playing their conference championship, the American Athletic Conference championship game on Saturday too. And I didn't realize that Houston is eleven and one that their opponent in that game, so that could be an
2: upset alert situation. Mm-hmm. And Cincinnati's yeah. been struggling out the gates the uh, last few last few weeks i mean they eventually turn it on but
1: yeah you know but yeah sir our final college football saturday basically i mean then we'll get into bowl season after this week so yeah um, oh do we have
0: i oh, sorry i'm just looking at this link that oh oh you got a jeff pass mlb wow um,
3: Little breaking
0: news, breaking wait,
1: hot wait, news from Luke. Wait, hold on a second though. This tweet is from is from 2016. Is it? Oh yeah. shit! Okay. Ah, I got, got Ah,
3: <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: Okay, so false false uh, false alarm, everyone. The um, tweet said that the uh, MLB and the Players Association had agreed on a
1: five year deal. It's from 2016. Um, so that deal expires tomorrow. Yeah. Mm. So that's, that's a perfect segue into some well, baseball real talk. Real quick, up.
2: before before leaving uh, college football, real quick, uh, I wanted to go over this just because, like, this sounds insane to me as well. I was looking this up earlier. So, like, Lincoln Riley from OU going to USC, his contract terms I don't think have come out yet. But um, these are the are they- un- unconfirmed ones.
0: They might not come out officially because USC is also a private school, I believe.
2: Yeah, but it's being reported by some people that his deal will be $110 million. USC is buying both of his homes in Norman for $500,000 uh, over the asking price. He's buying a $6 million home for him in LA, and he gets unlimited use of the private jet 24-7 for him and his family. That's wow, not a bad deal.
0: That's a deal Damn. that the, the Roy family from Succession would be
1: happy with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn, got, that's that's nuts. But yeah, I just wanted to, to throw that PGA. out there
2: before we go to some other crazy
0: deals. I mean, these college coaches, it's, it's kind of criminal how much money goes
1: around when, yeah. uh, the, you know, it's just, it's a crazy model, but... Yeah. Well and Lincoln Riley, he'll probably like be taking the Mississippi State job in like four years, any you know, like shit. Like it seems like it half the time it doesn't work out and you know, guys just bounce around and continue to make a shitload of money. Exactly. But yeah,
3: um well, everyone but the players. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah.
1: lots
0: of money going around. It's not going to the talent on the field. Right. Yeah. But um, but I do – because we started – so the baseball lockout starts tomorrow. But in the last week, there's been fucking so many deals because all <laughs> these players crazy. are signing contracts. I don't even know where to start because there's been so many. A
1: new one pops up like every other hour. I mean, yeah. Well, I feel like the Mets are a good place to start just because – their, their billionaire owner, Stevie Cohen, is really – he's swinging his nuts around big time, scooping oh, yeah. up guys left and right. Yeah, well, he – so they
0: got Starling Marte, Mark Canna. Um, fuck, who's the third position? Scherzer. Eddie, oh. Eddie Escobar, Eduardo Escobar, and Mad Max Scherzer, who signed, I believe, the money he still owed from the Nationals plus – the money the Mets are going to pay him—it's the most anyone's been paid in a single season of baseball ever. If that—I think I'm right. It's like 55 million all told That's for 2022. Insane. Um, for a 37-year-old guy, and Mets fans I mean, seem super psyched about it, understandably. But I mean, I don't know. I'd be—I don't know if I'd be so psyched if my owner just dropped that much on a 37-year-old.
2: Also, every year the Mets sign these big names for these big contracts, and it kind of ends the same. Yeah.
1: yeah, doesn't typically go their way. Yeah, well, and they still don't have a manager, right? So that's an important thing for them because I feel like part of why they collapsed last year is because their like clubhouse is fucked up. Like Jeff McNeil and Lindor fighting... You got Pete Alonso saying, like, don't worry about it. We got this when the team is like crapping its pants every night. Yeah. Like,
2: they're just, thumbs down,
0: Diego's doing thumbs,
2: down. thumbs yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Which Javi Baez is gone now. He's gone to Detroit. So they don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah.
0: He, and that because that was another, another one. Yeah. That was another yeah. big, big story is the Tigers are going for it out in Detroit. So are the
2: Rangers.
0: And the yeah. Rangers, Ooh, great yeah, the, going off
2: the Tigers signed Javier Baez six years, one hundred and forty million dollars.
0: And they also, who else did the Tigers sign? They made, uh, they freaking, I've see I've lost track of all these free agent signings. Um, we got another one rolling in. The Marlins just extended Sandy Alcantara, Ooh. and they signed Joey Wendell from the Rays.
2: And uh, Abisael Garcia. Yeah. Um, Marlins are having a good off season. They traded yeah. for Pittsburgh's
3: catcher stallings. who's very good. Uh, I think the Mariners are in the mix. There's a lot of mid-level teams trying to get like, make something happen, which I think we've been missing. Um, you know, there's been like 15 teams just not trying, uh, Scott Boris called them all out, blame them for the Braves sneaking through. I don't know if y'all saw that. Uh, he had some comments about like how teams giving up is the only reason the Braves were able to make it. And they, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and
0: but
2: yeah. what's crazy
0: too about all this is a lot of the big teams are like letting talent walk out the door. Like we haven't heard anything from the Dodgers, Yankees. The,
2: the Dodgers let Corey Seeger go to the Rangers, and the Rangers also got from the Blue Jays Marcus Simeon. So they got yeah, too huge yeah. infield. Yeah. Like the middle infield is awesome. Yeah, automatically,
0: that's crazy. Yeah, and the the Giants uh, let Kevin Gosman go. Mm-hmm. He reported he went to the Blue Jays, and I read a report that he turned down more money from the Mets just because he didn't yep. want to go to the Mets.
2: <laughs> the Blue Dang. Jays let Robbie Ray go to the Mariners. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of it's
3: been crazy. I mean, Mets let Syndergaard go to the Angels. There's been a lot of guys swapping coasts. It's just been a it's been a frenzy and it has been, I think, weird to see the Dodgers and Yankees kind of inactive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, I guess Correa's still out there. There's some shortstops out there, but how many teams still need a shortstop now? Um, it's pretty much the Yankees' Yeah, lost two or three guys. Correa story. I guess Angelton Simmons is out there.
1: Yeah, well, it's also funny. Like, this is all um, by accident, but like, this MLB is having like an NBA style like free agency here, where like the deals are just fucking just going, and it's like it's it's awesome. It's really fun. It's not by like it's all because of this this labor dispute that's, that's looming in the next 24 hours. Of course, it's like, it's just funny that baseball has this like unintentionally entertaining thing. They're like, Oh, well, the only reason this is happening is because we're about to lock out the players, So we're going to have all these <laughs> deals happen in the last, it's like so dumb, but, um, but having said all that as Braves fans, there's one big, big guy Still out there. Wait, still, Really? Still available. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: But we signed Heredia.
1: I don't know what well, you're talking yeah,
2: about. I'm not <laughs> talking about, <laughs> add, uh, about Well,
0: Jimmy, I don't know if you heard. We locked up Snicker for 2024. Yeah, oh, Snicker's
2: no. back. What are you eating?
1: I'm not talking about Snicker. I'm not talking about Kirby Yates. <laughs> I'm talking about one Frederick Freeman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Freddie still unsigned. Um, you know, all the reports indicate that um that they're gonna make it happen, but you can't help but feel a little anxious knowing that he's just out there, you know.
2: Especially like we said, with the Yankees who are all about just spending all the money in the world, you know, yeah. still not you know. I'm not saying yeah. he's going there, but I could see hey, them being throwing a truckload of money at him and they're, they're barking on sure
0: tree, and yeah. My personal, I don't know, my theory, and it's completely unfounded, is he and his agent have an understanding, like, hey, I want to go to the Braves. And his agent's like, let me do my job. We're going to go all the way up until the the, the lockout. Like, I'm, I'm going to guess that one, within the hour before the lockout, they're going to announce a deal with the Braves. And I think his agent's just driving up the price, entertaining whoever – wants to throw out a number and then go into the Braves and say, and Hey, we're serious about possibly taking this deal. Yeah. Are you ready to like pony up? Cause how's it going to look if you're trying to sell your 2021, 2022 season tickets and you let the biggest player on the team walk out the door. Yeah. Um, so they had that, they have all the leverage. So they do. Um, and you know, the nightmare scenario is, He actually does just sign with the Yankees because the Braves aren't willing to match or come close to his offer. But I just can't, I don't know.
1: That'd be crazy. It'd be such a dumb move. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is the nightmare scenario though, for sure.
2: I'm for some reason hopeful. I think, I think it'll work out. And if it doesn't, you know, we still won the World Series this year. And, uh, yeah, yeah. If, I'm going to be happy for a long time with that, you know? Like, yeah, uh, if yeah. we hadn't just won the World <laughs>
0: Series, I'd be a lot more nervous. For sure. I'm, yeah. I'm sort of like, hey, if the Braves are going to be dumbasses and let him go, hey, I still love Freddie Freeman. He gave us a World Series. For so, sure. Yeah.
2: For exactly. sure. Exactly.
0: But, uh, it, it has been entertaining to watch all these deals. It's a little, give me a little baseball juice because, after tomorrow, it's going to be like I'm not even going to want to think about baseball because it's going to be quiet and it's going to be a labor dispute and it's probably going to
2: get ugly. Yeah, it's know. been like over a billion dollars in transactions that have happened the last couple of days. Yeah, that's insane. Because that is- Verlander resigned with the Astros. He's another one that like that's was right. out there that you know decided to stay but still signed a lot of money.
3: Yep. And there's one thing baseball fans love it's when the owners decide to shut things down because they don't agree on the random collective bargaining stuff that none of us care about um <laughs> we definitely tuned in to watch the owners count their money and do their accounting and all that stuff but um for sure yeah yeah someone who's been critical of alex Anthopoulos in the past i'm gonna stop doing that And uh, I think he's not going to let Freddie walk. And Freddie doesn't actually want to go anywhere. Uh, You know, he's got a young family. He he seems to value being a father and being nearby and all that. So I don't think they're going to, like, uproot them. And I don't think he wants to leave. And I don't think the Braves want to let him go. Eventually, they'll find a number. It's kind of, of like, starting to get mildly annoying that they're dragging their feet. But that's how the Braves operate. They're slow-moving you know methodical club
2: it feels like a yeah like a John Collins Atlanta Hawks situation where yeah. all the rumors are swirling and driving me crazy but uh, it'll work out i hope in the end the same way yeah
0: you know and to just to take stock again i do think i'd prefer this maddening frustrating pace of the offseason with this signing than the Mets, like, manic, crazy, like, you you know, just, like, because I, I think I even heard that uh, Scherzer might have had a no-trade clause with the Mets, like, it was a team he wouldn't want to play for, and his agent was using the Mets to drive up his price, mm-hmm. but uh, Steve Cohen was so unwilling to be made a fool again. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he offered him a cartoon <laughs> amount of money. yeah.
3: I will not be made a fool of yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just so which, mad online.
1: Yeah, which, like, who knows? Like Scherzer's old, his arm was dead in the NLCS. Like, it's going to be hilarious if he, like, has shoulder-elbow problems and gets shut down midway through the season next year. Like,
2: that'll be – Knowing the Mets, like that's definitely going to happen, and you can't count on Degrom being there for as great and phenomenal as he is. He's always hurt, so it's like, yeah, those two guys go down, right? You know, like, yeah, Strowman doesn't seem to—he's not going to come back. It seems like seems like strowman has yeah. gone because he kind of doesn't want to. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's like you know, as much as the Mets could have right now, it could go away like that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I just uh, I stand by my prediction that they're just setting the stage for an, an, an even bigger Metsy collapse mm-hmm. in 2022. So um but you never know, but whatever. Now it's all gravy. We got our championship. Yeah, it doesn't
2: matter to me, man.
0: Who cares? Defending
2: champs, baby.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um Besides, yeah, we'll see. I'll
2: we'll see what
0: happens this season.
2: We haven't potted since like the awards crap came out, but like maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But I was a little surprised about the MVP in the NL because maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention to the Phillies. Harper, yeah, not, right? Because Bryce won, and I was like, I was, oh, I did not expect that. For some reason, I just, you know, did not pay attention, I guess, enough to the Phillies, but I didn't realize he had that mvp caliber type of year i guess
0: is that one of those awards that they voted on before the playoffs because i know there's some yeah
2: i think it's a regular season award yeah so yeah uh, he did pretty
0: single not single-handedly but like uh he kind of put the team on his back and almost got them in the playoffs so but
2: uh Yeah, because it just felt like there were so many other guys that did make (laughs) playoffs that could have won that same award. You know, it just felt kind of weird to me. I don't know. It caught me off guard. Like, I was not – I didn't see that being the guy that won it. That's uh, kind of like how they voted on the executive of
0: the year before the playoffs started. So Alex Anthopoulos wasn't even in the discussion. It kind of just highlights how those awards are like,
2: Pointless. Yeah, I mean, I don't care about them. It was just surprising to me because it was like, okay, Otani on the other side is probably going to win that one, maybe, but Bryce Harper kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, and for me, for me as a casual fan, no, I I kind of felt the same way. I I like I had seen that
1: he was a finalist, and I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize like he was that good this year.
3: Yeah, I think it was more. He was very good in the second half, and the only real reason the Phillies were there on the final weekend with a chance. And then he, of course, kind of no-showed the final weekend as well. He went hit list in that series, Braves swept. We all know that. But Soto was getting walked three times a night because the Nats traded all his teammates, and then Tatis missed more games yeah. than they did. Uh, and the the Dallas
2: missed a lot of games.
3: Yeah, and the Padres disappeared down the yeah. stretch. So, like, you don't want to bake too much team results in, but I think there's a part of that where it does matter if you're not playing meaningful games. Those are low pressure at bats, and Soto, great player, but he was getting treated like 2001 Barry Bonds with like, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: 700 yeah, cause that- on base because he's just like getting three free passes a game. You know? Yeah anyway but yeah i don't mean
2: yeah. to like harp on it it, it just surprised me because oh. i guess the only yeah. phillies thing that uh i paid attention to was when they played the braves right and that last series i was like bryce did not do yeah. shit so that's what was burned into my brain meanwhile riley on the other side for us is killing it you know and it's just like yeah i love there yeah, yeah it's a weird thing where i
0: think that they just really were hesitant to put Riley in the conversation. And it seems like only because, well, this guy's like kind of new. He's not really a name. Right, right. But yeah, it's really it's like it's very uh now that we've tasted the sweet nectar of victory from the golden goblet, <laughs> it kind of just shows like once you do that, those little fucking right. trophies, it's yeah.
2: And again, I yeah. don't give a fuck. It just was surprising, and we hadn't talked about it at all. Well, Bryce can have his little MVP. It's his second one.
0: Second one. Kind of almost, almost feel bad for him that he left right before his team won a World Series. And yeah, it doesn't look great for the Phillies. Uh
1: I mean, they're... I don't know. They're a good team, but... Yeah, well, like obviously the Mets are they're coming in hot and now the the Marlins are are looking like they they might be at least more of a challenge next year. So then at least it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be real tough. I mean real tough. Yeah, yeah. so
0: but I think the Braves are set to be good for a few years. As long as they get this Freddie deal done, fingers crossed. Yeah.
3: Yeah, let's hope.
2: Yeah, let's hope that comes out uh comes out soon. You That's a clown question, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, uh he yeah, so what are what are the other big stories? I feel like we covered a lot here. Yeah, I mean those are like the biggest headlines of uh you know, at least our world, the stuff that we kind of follow the most. But um um, real know, quick, just the, one thing,
0: the one thing I did want to talk about was uh, the LeBron clip I saw going around where he got some woman kicked out of a game because she was saying some wild shit from courtside. But I don't know. I saw some people. LeBron's had a crazy couple of weeks because he got ejected for the first time for elbowing that dude on the Pistons. And then he got a woman kicked out of a game. So yeah,
1: what's
2: what's going on with, with Braun? Well, he's done it before, he's had people removes they did it in Atlanta um last season. Oh uh, yeah. With that like influencer lady or whatever, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think people are saying all kinds of wild shit and it's not having it. And it was in Indiana, right? I think. I'm not sure. I think it was in Indiana, and like they kind of have a little bit of a reputation—the Indiana fans for saying the not uh, not nicest thing to NBA players. Sort of like Utah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, he's just wielding his power. I think he's just trying to remind everyone yeah did did they did it come out
1: like what was said or because i didn't see the clip so like does do you hear like what what did this lady say that or these people say that
2: the only clip i saw is like like lebron running to get secure or like pointing them out like i didn't see like the whatever happened before you know i missed Uh that or like i haven't seen a clip of that i've only seen the as it's a happening kind of thing yeah so who knows but i don't know man it's after like the shit that was going on last year with like nba stuff and people throwing stuff at the players and doing all that i'm like well if this will calm people down maybe yeah
0: things have calmed down considerably since like with the popcorn yeah
2: you know and then some of the other stuff that was going on. And I think the NBA just wants to avoid another malice at the palace at all costs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I did notice that the lady, when she was leaving, did the Joe Kelly pouty face thing. Mm -hmm.
2: She did this, (laughs) the crying. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. I'm not finding what she said that set him off, but yeah, I guess it's better that he did that than um, attack her.
2: And I feel like he's, you know, again, I think LeBron goes too far sometimes. I am a LeBron defender and fan, I'll put that out there right away. But uh I feel like he people do go after him pretty hard, like more so than other players and they know to target him. So, yeah, you, you know, and he feels his team's doing bad. He seems kind of surly this year so. <laughs> um, I don't know, but in other NBA yeah. news, yeah, uh, he gets a lot of hate. Yeah. Another NBA news, our uh, beloved Atlanta Hawks have finally woke up and they won seven in a row before losing to the Knicks. Oh, yeah. Nice. But it's nice to see them playing well. And Trey Young was uh, named Player of the Month in the Eastern Conference. Um, the team's looking – you know, they were struggling out of the gates. Trey Young came out and said it's hard to get motivated in the regular season. He's not the first player to say that. Um you know, it's a long regular season with the stakes not incredibly high per se co- compared to the playoffs, yeah. which they're just coming out of. So since yeah, those mean, comments, the they went baseball, off.
0: Yeah, baseball players say that shit all the time. So yeah, like since yeah. those
2: comments, the team started playing really well. Um, they inserted Kevin Herder into the starting lineup and looked really good. Um, so hopefully, you know, loss to the Knicks wasn't great, but – Hopefully they you know they play the Sixers next. Hopefully, they can get some momentum going and get a good seed and get some home court for the playoff run this year. Yeah, man, maximum hawkage.
1: Woo, yeah. Um, I mean, once once this football season winds up, I'll be turning my attention to the hawkage. I can't I can't really get into the NBA until like. The winter spring months you know it's hard to pay attention right now if like football's still still going
2: if anything so, i'll recommend i'll recommend this to you guys or any uh non-part you know anyone who doesn't really care about the nba look up all the john collins highlights of the season so far he's just destroying people he's just dunking on everyone and clint capella's kind of dikembe matumbo in the back there Get some nice blocks on folks just check out the highlights the hawks are fun hey,
3: nice jc's show. been good jc's made a leap uh slow start for sure reddish has been pretty,
2: reddish has been solid pretty promising yeah. as well yeah
3: uh, and trey obviously is like you know top top five scoring top five assists or whatever top 10 scoring top five assists so it would it's looking like they're back on track. Uh yeah. need, need to get healthy, of course, need to get their wings back, but plenty of time. Uh hopefully come spring we'll know what they have and we'll feel, you know. It'll be like last spring and last summer. Cause yeah. you know, they're a fun team though for sure.
2: They're fun, they'll get it going. And and for anyone like also like looking for NBA stuff, just watch Steph Curry right now. It's fucking insane what that guy's doing. Um not the biggest fan of his, but Jesus Christ, that guy is uh, a machine. <laughs>
0: he's um he's, for me, he's sort of like uh, Lin Manuel
2: Miranda. I
0: recognize his talent, not yeah. a fan, but you see, you know, his talent's undeniable, but he I, he makes me cringe.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm a huge Lin Manuel fan, so I I'm offended by that take, Kevin. <laughs> Have you ever seen Moana, Kevin? No, but I am also a grown-up. So <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a big Lin Manuel fan, but I have seen Moana, and it actually is pretty. <laughs> Moana is a pretty good movie. Yeah, the, yeah. The yeah. Songs, what...
2: it, I, I know controversial take. I'm not a Hamilton fan. The Moana songs way catchier to me. Yeah, it's stuck like, in my I... head i've i've been exposed
1: a little bit of hamilton not my cup of tea now the yeah.
2: moana songs
1: yeah fire that up i'll listen to that soundtrack right now hey, give me that I'll...
2: island music baby
0: <laughs> i don't have i don't have any plans this evening maybe i'll go fire
1: up some moana i hey. you know i think you might be surprised Jeff.
2: okay okay um yeah, before we I guess wrap this one up tonight, a couple loose ends here. I'm looking through our notes. We we should cover before we get going. Uh Louisiana Monroe has a cool cool name player that I, I think Jimmy, you dropped the line here. A uh, Boogie Knight. I spotted that. Yeah, that they have a guy named Boogie Knight.
1: Um, amazing name. Uh and I just, you know, <laughs> obviously, um, it's it's, you know, been discussed many, many times across many different mediums and sketch comedy and everywhere. But I just really love how college football consistently produces the best names. Yeah. And there's just every year. There's like a fresh crop of amazing, amazing names.
2: Another so, less funny name that I haven't mentioned for some reason or whatever, but is Tennessee's own quarterback Hendon Hooker. Uh that's a yeah. fun a fun uh little alliteration name there, double H. Oh oh yeah. That's <laughs> a good it, one. Yeah, and hooker's pretty and, good. And speaking of names too, Enos Cantor, uh NBA yeah. player changing his name to Enos Cantor Freedom. Mm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he uh I think he was on Tucker Tucker Carlson last night, dropping hot takes like mm. Li- libertarian <laughs> slash He's yeah, what sort of brand of freedom is he? Uh, is he going for there? Yeah, yeah. Well, Uh, you
0: know, if you come from where is he from, (laughs) Turkey? He's you come from Turkey to America and you're making millions of dollars, and you're like, Why does everyone not love America?
2: I don't understand. And you're enemies with a Turkish president who wants to murder you and your whole family,
3: (sighs) yeah, yeah, Yeah. uh, seems like a (laughs) Seems like a complex situation. I didn't watch the full clip, so I don't want to, like, take him out of context, but all I know is he was on Fox News last night, like, immediately after changing his name to Freedom, so I don't know what this is. (laughs) I don't want to wait on it, but it it seems like a weird self-promotional thing, and... It's like confusing and so I'm gonna avoid it and assume it's bad. You heard <laughs> it here I'm, first.
2: Luke yeah. Mayu hates <laughs> Enos Cantor <laughs> Freedom.
3: <laughs> Luke
0: Mayu hates him. He loves <laughs> Erdogan. He's a pro Erdogan guy. <laughs> I
3: I think he like he was going after LeBron and everyone's mad at LeBron and all these things are getting super confusing and it's yeah it's bleeding onto the court they're like fighting i know the uh the Joe kick bros are now like oh yeah they're just like this menacing force hovering around games yeah it's yeah. weird it's it's
0: very it, this is what happens when you let europeans into sports all right
2: yeah. <laughs> so i'm i'm pulling it up i'm pulling it up right, real quick i i'm Jesus. not going to I'm not going to play the clip, but according to this, Enos canter freedom to Tucker Carlson on Americans criticizing America. I feel like they should just keep their mouth shut and stop criticizing the greatest nation in the world, and they should focus on their freedoms and their human rights and democracy. Mm. So he's oh, saying, yeah. they should- well, the same way he we, doesn't criticize <laughs> Turkey and Erdogan, you know. Well, this is funny. It's like you're coming from an authoritarian
1: country. Yeah, like, you guys
0: should uh, shut up. You could be uh, in an authoritarian country. Right. <laughs> so you're you're free to say whatever you want. So shut the fuck up.
1: Look,
2: I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm on this. I'm on this pro-authoritarian show. I'm on this pro-authoritarian show <laughs> telling you to like stop doing that.
3: Yeah, I guess his point is like LeBron should shut up about. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> St- stop complaining about America because he tacitly supports China or whatever. You know, his like his angle is like he's going after LeBron, basically. Yeah. Um. So it's become a whole thing. It's kind of a joyless part of the season. The Lakers also kind of sucking has been right. kind of a weird weird deal, but um, uh, just just a lot of weird shit going on right now in the world so
2: it's just interesting you know like that European player versus like a Giannis you know who is just having fun man and dominating (laughs) like being really likable and cool yeah just just a fun guy yeah (laughs) um speaking of fun guys I did see this other clip um I didn't realize this and I might be the late to the party here but and looking for some other stuff online. I had no idea Chris Mad Dog Russo loves edibles and marijuana. Wow. Whoa. Was he? Really? Yeah, he was on Howard Stern back in April. And yeah. Howard asked him if he smoked weed. And he was like, no, I like the edibles. You know what the edibles are? They're little gummies. They take 40 minutes. You take it 40 minutes later, they'll start. And then they talked about potentially doing a show high together.
0: <laughs> I don't think anyone needs that.
1: Uh, <laughs> I would recent,
2: listen,
3: man. <laughs> Mad Dog could stand to mellow out a little bit.
2: Yeah, well, that's what Howard said.
3: Because he starts yelling in the middle, of, in the uh, like, just in the middle of the day about the most mundane stuff. Like he's arguing with himself about a manager's decision last night in the eighth or whatever. Like.
1: Yeah. And he also
0: you know yeah, yeah, I was watching him today actually, and he I love how, I love how confident he is on his uninformed takes. Like he was talking about the Seeger deal.
2: Now that He's pot like, is legal, see? will you try...
0: Is this it? Well, we can't hear Diego. Sorry,
2: Poor I'm Diego. pulling it up. Uh my bad continue no, no worries. Oh, I
0: was just gonna say he—he he just was like, and Corey Sega going from the Dodgers, he's going to the Texas Rangers. He's a—he's a good bat. He's a great club Well, I don't know, but when I see him on TV, he looks like he uh, handles a glove pretty well. It's like, oh, okay, you're just, <laughs>
2: just pulling it like, out
0: of your ass, basing yeah. it on the one or two Dodgers games you caught this year. You're deciding his okay. caliber of defense.
3: That's why he's the best in the business. Him and Francesa, man. Like, yeah.
1: Well, man. I, I, <laughs> I I wonder if Francesa's ever
2: eaten an edible. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's a little. Here's a little clip. I'm not gonna play the whole thing because it's almost two minutes long, and it's. Now that pot is legal. Will you try Seth
0: Rogan's new weed? He started a weed company. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what? I occasionally do to mellow out a little bit. The gummies. Oh, the gummies. gummies. Oh, oh yes. That yep.
2: gummy, that <laughs> out. Oh
1: really? You know the, what the gummy you know, is? Yes. It doesn't have all the after effects. You take the gummy, and in an hour and a half you're starving, and then you're half in a bag. What the
2: <laughs> hell? Why not? Yeah, it does have literally oh, yeah. all the after effects, man. Right? Yeah. Like if anything, yeah. some people oh. say they're stronger.
0: I guess he just means like man. he doesn't cough. coughing.
2: Like, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. The gummy. You know what
2: the gummies all, you know?
1: Yes, oh. yeah. It's- yeah. It's a gummy. Uh, <laughs>
3: asking Howard Stern if he knows about this <laughs> ingestion method of you know the softest drug there is. Uh,
1: My God almighty.
3: Yeah, that's awesome though. I didn't know that. A new yeah. side of the mad dog that I know. I,
2: know. I have yeah. so much more respect now. Think
3: you know a guy, you listen to him every day for years. Yeah. Jeez. Well, shout out to Howard for pulling that out. That that's why he's one of the best in the biz as well. Yeah, night after, no night, after night after night yep. after night.
2: God, that's <laughs> our soundboard is mostly Mad Dog so far. So, you know. oh man,
3: that's royalty in one room yeah. right there. Mad Dog and Howie. Wow. Yeah. New York yeah. legends.
2: It's from April. It's from back in April. He admitted it, I guess, uh, or maybe even before. But that's like the first I saw of it. So <laughs>
3: we're on top of the latest.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to shout out to them. Well, Luke, thanks for coming on. Yeah,
0: thanks, man. Yeah, man. It's good to hear from you. I think I'll be down that way for Christmas. Maybe uh, whoever's down there. Maybe we. Hit the links,
2: huh?
3: Yeah, dude. Wear that sweet World Series hoodie, World Series champ.
0: Yeah, man. This thing's sewn so to my body now, Ooh. so I can't take it off.
2: Hit Hell the links. Yeah. Take some... Good, good, good. You know?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Get it going. Hell yeah. All right. But um, yeah, with that, we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you know, it's been a while but uh if you're for some reason new to the podcast or haven't done it like leave us a little review and rating it helps uh helps us to feel good and um yeah we'll be back next week with another episode guys so uh, we'll see you then papa bless everyone papa bless go braves uh go irish go to hell brian
0: kelly you're excommunicated go dogs by the way Go go dogs
2: yeah go dogs yeah all right, bye everyone. Bye.
0: Fuck them.